This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy Multiplied. And I'm Melanie Wise, the Senior Director of Outreach at Mercy. Hey all, I'm Rachel Thomas, the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist, and we're pumped that you're back with us today because we are going to dive into the second part of People Fuel by one of our favorites, uh, and we just refer to him like on a first name basis now, you know, by Dr. John, <laughs> Dr. John, Dr. John oh, Townsend. <laughs> um, no, incredible, incredible book. And Brooke is actually the one that brought this to the table and it has been a long time coming and needing to read this. So this was just kind of like a swift kick in the pants to like get it together and actually <laughs> dive into it. But it's, it's so good. And it really is. So uh, I know we say practical all the time, but it really is very easy to pick up and apply to not only your life in in ministry and in leadership, whatever your role may be, but also like with your family and how you are energized and what drains you and just those kinds of basic questions. So today, we're going to talk about the kinds of people that you want in your life. You know, last time we talked about like, why, why, why do I need people, especially in today's society where it feels like, you know, I mean, for a while there, we really had, you know, we were told like, be by yourself and granted, you know, there are reasons um, for that. But right now, as we figure out how do we move forward, how do we be healthy? How do we do this long-term, like we've talked about before, how do we just keep going and not burn out? You will need people in your life to some degree. You just will. You were not made to live this life on your own. So of course we want to use wisdom. We know the kind of world and situation we're still in right now, but hopefully today, this will give you some real easy, I say easy, but simple, maybe we'll say simple ways to reach out and find the kind of people um, that can help energize, encourage, and just build you up uh, in, in the calling that God has for your life. So that mm-hmm. is what we're going to focus today with people feel part two. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important that pastors, leaders, you know, mentors, like any level of, you know, the helper, if you will, that we actually hold ourselves accountable to the same stuff that we tell everybody else. Yes. Um, And that's, you know, it's not always easy. And sometimes it's surprising when we realize we're like, I know to do this. I know what to do. I tell people to do this all the time, but we don't actually do it for ourselves. And so that's why it's really important to surround ourselves intentionally with relationships that pour into us. Um, because these are also the same people that are going to hold you accountable when you're, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so, you know, and, and I know Melanie, we've, I think we probably referenced this or talked about it before, but how many times that we have seen people in leadership or in pastoral roles and all that, that just crumble because they have no accountability. They have nobody pouring into them they've kind of bought into the lie that we're supposed to just carry it all 
yeah. on our own. And I think there's a big piece. And, you know, again, this is my preacher kid self. There's just this lie that the pastor has to carry everything. That is yeah. not what God called us to do. He called us to be healthy, not, you know, sacrifice um, everything. And I think just even reevaluating the definition of what sacrifice means, it looks like, you know, it's still intentionality and understanding that there's a sacrifice for a greater blessing and not just like in heaven. It's not like, well, I'll rest when I die. Right. (laughs) Which I may or may not use that phrase. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so I'm also coming from a place of this is all to me. So, uh, you know, just know that little, little honesty there. (laughs) Well, and you, even you saying that is making me think, okay, you know, I mean, there are people, it's almost like the higher you rise in leadership and in authority, whether that's at your church or in a ministry or your, wherever you work, like, you know, people always say like, it's lonely at the top. Mm. Well, and it's just because like, I think as people rise to higher levels, um, there are fewer and fewer like really safe people within their organization or church when they're at that level of leadership that they can be in this kind of relationship with. That's why yeah. I'm like, yeah, you should have friends outside <laughs> of your church. Yeah. Like if, if you're on staff at a church, you know, like if you're on staff at a ministry at Mercy, like we say this, it's fine to be, have relationships with your coworkers. You need friends outside of here. Yeah. You need friends. Like that to me is so important because that's kind of where some of that safety comes in. Because as if you're in a high position of leadership, you're like, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to be super authentic and vulnerable and ask for accountability from people that basically have to kind of answer to me at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. That's probably kind of, that's going to be weird. Yeah. Not work out super well. (laughs) So it may be that you need to find those relationships outside of whatever it is that you do where, I mean, we say this at Empower all the time, like ministry, usually because we're talking to people in ministry at the workshop, but like your ministry should not be your life. Mm, that's good. You're, if you are in leadership at a church, like your church ministry shouldn't be your life. Guess what? Whatever job you have, your job should not be your life. Like you should have yeah. things outside <laughs> of that and you should have relationships and friendships outside of that, where this type of relationship that we're talking about is actually possible and safe and appropriate. If that makes sense. It does. I think you've even said this too, Molly, like we need to have you know, if you are in leadership or if you are, you know, kind of what you need to have people in your life that don't care what you do. Yeah. Don't care. They don't yeah. care if you're a pastor. They don't care. You're, you know, the leader of a thousand people or have your own organization or how, you know what they don't care. Right. right. You know, know you and want to be friends with you and can be honest with you um, for who you are and not what you do. Right. You know, it's very important to me as someone who has a tough time separating their job from their life. You know, like I, I love work. I think about it all the time. And so I have to have people that don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, That's I do. That even reminded me, we talked about this last time and he says this in the book, but you, it's easy to mistake outsourcing. So, you know, what you pour out as the same as what you're getting in insourcing and thinking, well, I'm around people all the time. So like I'm, I'm getting refilled. And especially if you're doing something you love, like what you said, Brooke, they're like, it is energizing, but there is a certain amount of, of rest and just like not having to prove anything or a hustle. I don't know what the right word is, but there's this kind of this coming down of walls and vulnerability of you being able to be loved and seen just for who you are. Like what you said, people who don't care what your title is or what you do so that you can be refilled. Um, 
you know, and, and you can <laughs> go back out there and pour out again, mm-hmm. but not, you know, like count that as the way that you're being, being filled up. Cause that just leads back to burnout. I'm thinking yeah. of all of the church highs. I mean, last time you're right. Like it's the lowest of lows and the highest of highs, but man, those highs don't last very long if you're not getting refilled. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's so that kind of leads into where we're headed today. I think, you know, they talk a lot about, um, or Townsend talks in the book a lot about how, um, I always say they, because of my head, Cloud and Townsend wrote everything yes. together. I'm like, no, they have written their own <laughs> stuff. So, uh, so yeah, he talks a lot about just, you know, the importance of grace and truth over time, like, and how all three are really, really essential ingredients to just a healthy person, a healthy relationship, that it's grace, it's truth, and it's over the course of time. And so um, he refers to these relationships that we're talking about. I kind of like this. I don't know if I'll ever use it in real life, but I really like what he calls it. He calls it your life team. Um, And I'm just trying to imagine, like, just asking someone, will you be part of my life team? I mean, I feel like if I was asked that, I'd be like, yes, I'll be part of your life team. (laughs) Tell me more. Um, I just think it's a cool- get that out without laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't know that he particularly no, meant that you ex- like you use it like in your verbiage to other yeah, people. I but mean, yeah, in a, in cool. he doesn't care how you say it. <laughs> he can say that. Yeah, but but I think in saying that, and we said this in our in our first episode about this book, like we are not saying that these are the only relationships that you have. We are just saying that this is your inner circle. These are the people that are going to be pouring into you as you pour out. You should have relationships with a wide variety of people. You should have relationships with people that you are really, you know, primarily giving to and serving and everything. But this is your core and you have to have this. And he uh, encourages in the book to find three to 10 of these kinds of people in your life. Okay. Three to 10. I, I feel like, you know, it might take some intentionality if that's, if you're like, well, I have zero. So finding three is a little overwhelming. Yeah. It might take some work and intentionality, but oh my goodness. Like when you have these kinds of relationships in your life, you will always wonder why you never did. <laughs> like if that's you haven't great, experienced this yeah. kind of friendship, you'll be like, oh my word, okay. what was I missing out on by not having this? You know, it is worth yeah. the time and energy to find it. So um, he kind of breaks down like, what are some of the key qualities to look for in these kinds of friendships in your life team? Um, and so one of the <laughs> things that you talked about was um, just the importance of having similar core values. Now, of course, the odds of you finding three to 10 people who agree with you on everything is like absolutely slim to none, especially in today's world for everything. It's so polarizing. So you're probably not going to find three to 10 people who agree with you on everything. And to be honest, that's not even great. That's not even a great setup. Like you don't want to live in an echo chamber. So mm-hmm. it's great to have some people who have different, yeah. you know, uh, beliefs or thoughts or opinions on certain things, but this is like core values. Okay. This is like, what do you think about God? What do you think about the source of truth? Um, you know, what is it? what does a relationship look like to you? Boundaries, those types of things, um, that those are shared. Um, because without those like fundamental core values, um, you know, being on the same page, it will be a little difficult to be super vulnerable, super honest. Um, I even am thinking back mm-hmm. like to when I was single and, um, 
you know, some of my other single friends were talking about what would, what would it be like to marry like a non-believer? Not that that was ever in the cards for me, mm-hmm. but like just the thought of that. And I just thought, I cannot imagine that like the most important part of who I am, the thing that makes me who I am, not sharing that with my spouse, like my spouse, not understanding the most important part of who I am. Like that is crazy to imagine. Well, that's kind of the same idea with like these close, close friendships. You know, if, if you're a believer and Jesus is the most important thing in your life and your relationship with Christ is what determines everything about you, that's not going to be a super, super, super intimate friendship with someone who is like, I don't get that. I don't get that. Like they're, they don't get the most important part of who you are. So that's a big one for this, these types of friendships. Um, another one is just that they be full of grace, people who, you know, love you and accept you, um, for who you are. They aren't condemning. Um, you know, they're just someone that we can, we can share vulnerable things with hard things with ugly things with, and we Mm -hmm. know that we are going to be fully received, fully accepted at the same time. Another one of the values was honesty, like someone who is going to be able to be, to bring you the hard stuff. We talked a little bit about this in our first show. And I just shared that this is like really, really, really hard for me in general, as far as being honest with other people. So it's something that Mm -hmm. I'm like, as we're, as we're saying these things, maybe you should also take stock of like, how am I doing at being these things to my closest friends? Cause I sure am. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not the kind of person who's like, I'm out to criticize you and tell you all the things that you are, you know, falling short in, but it's just someone who is out for your good, looking out for your best interests. And so we'll share the honest feedback with you when it's needed. Um, okay. Oh, we have to have those people. And that's what like Brooke, when you were talking about people in leadership, that you see like rise and rise and rise to this bigger and bigger platform and then have a hard fall. I'm always like, who was being honest with them? Like where was their accountability? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew all the things about them? Like, anyway, that's, that's, that's a huge one to me. But then the last one that I'll mention and I'll pass it off to somebody else um, is just (laughs) mutual. Like these relationships are mutual because um, this is not, these types of relationships are not like, um, you know, mentor relationship or a coaching relationship. Like this is, this is where, and again, I always go back to the stuff that we say at Empower. We're like, you need relationships in your life where you do not always have to be the strong one. You do yeah. not have to be the one who always has it together and who's giving and pouring out to the other person. That's not what we're talking about here. These relationships are ones where um, there's like a mutual investment in being honest with each other and encouraging each other, being vulnerable um, pouring in, pouring out, like it's a, it's a truly mutual thing going on there. So that's another really important factor with these, with these types of relationships. You said something, um, just kind of, I think in passing, but I think it's like, number one is, is what you said, like looking at the relationships we need, but also are we these same things to others? Yes. So I think this is a great way to assess how we are with other people as well. And how many relationships we have that could be this, Uh uh-huh we're not doing our part in that, or we haven't opened that door, you know? Um, So some people may be listening and being like, do I have to go find like all new people? (laughs) Like you may already have some of this, but it just hasn't been, you know, fostered in that way. This is a, this is a colleague, right? This is, I don't mean just a work person. This is, this is equal playing field relationally. Um, It goes back to what I was saying before. You need people who don't care what you do. And and another, a couple other things that I think are really important to mention um, you know, in this podcast, but of course I stand by and say, go read the book, um, is 
people that are consistent, uh, this is, I'll just tell you, like, if you, there are people in your life that maybe would be really great, but they don't have the time and space to like fit into being really a consistent part of your life. Uh So there are going to be different seasons. There are going to be times when someone can be really consistent and then times when they can't. Like Melanie, when she has another baby. <laughs> I don't Can know. I just how apologize gonna... to all of my friends right now. Yeah. You know, they need to <laughs> let you off the hook for a little yes. while, right? All the great. Um, all the great. Yeah. <laughs> but so this is somebody who is is not only serious about their growth and your growth and you know, being able to show up when you guys plan something, but also mm. that they're in a season of life that actually allows them to do that. Um, you know, that they're, that meeting with you is a priority, um, or meeting together is a priority. And the next one that, you know, I feel like is easy to overlook, but is really, really important is chemistry. Um, it's good. It's interesting. Like I've seen people be like, well, you know, he's a really, this person's a really great person. And so they kind of keep trying to make a relationship happen when it just isn't going to, and it's not that you dislike each other but you've got to have pretty great chemistry for somebody to speak into your life in vulnerable places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to be like best friends. It doesn't mean, you know, any of that, but it, whatever the context is with which you're connecting, there's got to be a flow there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what happens is if you try and enforce this thing, cause you maybe admire the person or, you know, whatever reason you would try and make something happen. I don't like to hang out with anybody I don't like. So this one is very important <laughs> to me. Um, but, you know, or not that I don't like, but I'm just here for a good time, right? Yeah, we, we know what you need <laughs> You can't have a good time. I'm not really interested. Um, but, you know, that, that you don't end up playing the martyr in this. You're not a victim to this relationship. You can love people and them not being your inner circle. There can be people you enjoy that you're like, yeah like talking to them about golf but that doesn't mean that I want to you know that I'm able to be vulnerable with them and hear what they have to say about specific things yeah time it may be somebody that you don't enjoy talking to them about golf but they offer really great insight so there's some chemistry there but you're not a victim to meeting with them if you start meeting with somebody and you dread it um you should stop meeting with them because it's hard and it needs to be a little bit of fun, right? There's got to be some, it's something that comes out of it. It doesn't have to be all, you know, jokes and all of that, but there's got to be some uh, life-giving thing. So if you're already drained before you show up, that is a relationship that needs to look different. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and I can just feel like all the Enneagram twos out there, or I don't know what other ones would fit the mold, but like, Again, this we're talking about this close inner circle life team. It doesn't yeah. mean you are going to go meet with people when you're like, I don't know, whatever, uh, meeting right. about, I don't know what, you know, helping them in some way. I think of all of those times where even in those relationships in the past where I've felt like chemistry, that's like the last piece. Yeah. I'm like, eh, but it actually is shouldn't be the last piece. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, because if you, if you are, I mean, just look at like with any habit or any making anything consistent, the longer you dread it, the longer it's just going to be hard to make it like permanent in your everyday, like regular life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a greater chance of you wanting to consistently meet with that person if you look forward to it. So yes, yes. You know? yeah. Or that I, you, I mean, you're filled up, right? When you, yes. meet, that's the whole thing is that you feel given to Yeah. Yeah. 
You know that there's people you meet with that when you leave, you're like, I feel energized. I feel yes. Did like even though we talked about hard things, I felt like someone just yeah. understood. Yes. Heck, and I wasn't judged. And I think that really ties back to the grace thing too, because we said mm-hmm. it's not just somebody that gives you grace, but also somebody that's not trying to control you. It's just an even playing field, and it can last a long time, you know. So yes, ride the wave of being people that are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. If you hear this today and you think, oh, that's why I've I've hated meeting with my <laughs> life team, then there you go. Take a look and see if there's that chemistry there. Um, but but I do think that it's it's one of those things that needs to be consider, be considered sooner rather than later. And just like with anything, whether it's you have a bad experience with a doctor or a counselor, don't give up just because, you know, you go into this and you're like, well, it didn't work for me because I dread it and they you know, bash me the whole time. Again, goes back to that martyr thing, find people they have chemistry with. Anyways, convicted. That's a good one, Brooke. Uh, So you may hear this and go, well, where are these magical unicorns? Where do they live? (laughs) And the truth is that, and Brooke said this a little earlier, they are probably there. Maybe the relationship just hasn't been fostered for you to see some of those things. And so Townsend talks about, um, you know, he, he, he throws that, you know, old school email list, pop that up, look through there. I'd also add, go to your Instagram or Facebook or even your phone, go to your phone and just scroll through your phone and look and see who's on there. Uh, and who is somebody just one, you know, they do recommend three to 10 eventually on your team, but start with asking just one of those people if they want to grab coffee or lunch or dinner or whatever. And start there rather than going, okay, I've got to have three to 10 people lined up like this week. No, you yeah. don't. <laughs> just, start with, just start with one. And then he gives pretty, you know, like very tangible advice here. He basically says, once you get together, and this is not necessarily like going to be a one and done. You want to see if this is going to be something where there's chemistry, if you enjoy being around each other. Um, but go ahead and plan beforehand. What is a vulnerable statement that you could make when you're meeting up? So example, you know, man, I'm just really struggling with ABC in my work, or I'm really struggling with my mom or gosh, my kids, you know, however it is something that's going to let your guard down. And then it was really interesting. He said, look for, for three key reactions. Either are they avoiding it uh, are, are they trying to fix it right away? Well, awesome. Let me like give you all the advice instead of listening and tell you what you should do. Um, or do they take time to listen and ask questions? I thought that was really telling. Um, 
because that's going to let you know, is this somebody that you can be vulnerable with and continue down this path with? And after a few meetings, that's when you can take that step back and ask if they want to meet on a more regular basis. But I thought that was, you know, again, pretty just like anybody could do that. It doesn't have to be three and 10 today. It could be just one over a series of time. And it's risky. I mean, they could say no. And granted, they could say no, because it's not a good season for them right now. And don't, take that personally or again give up and go well no one wants to meet with me like the the martyr is not your friend in this case like it's just okay that's cool there will be somebody that it will be the right fit the right season the right chemistry etc etc yeah so he's good what's key there too is that and you you said this or alluded to this is that it's really and what john townsend's talking about is assessing Mm, what fit so it's not deciding ahead of time she's the one, (laughs) he's the one, you know, and then going into it. So then if they end up not, so you either, if you decide that you either try to make it happen again, it's not the right thing. Right. You put somebody in a position of not being able to say no, or you set yourself up to be disappointed. So managing expectations is really important. And, and this is important enough that you should take the time to assess. Mm -hmm. Like there are a people I really like that I don't want speaking into my life I learn right. from them I pay attention you know like I connect right. with them in a whole lot of ways but they're not you know they're not the ones sure. right in marrying someone this is you know a little bit different but they have permission to speak into your life so that should be yes. should be treated with care and and the investment of time and thought and prayer um, is really important because once they're there that's when some really amazing things could happen. And I'm still with you. I don't know that I have ever had 10 people. I know every time I read that, I'm like three to 10. That's a lot. I got one to three, <laughs> one to three work, you know, and depending on seasons, I think probably for women too, because everybody's in some random season. All of us are at all times. Um, I feel like dudes have it, have done it a little bit better. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we friends in fifth grade. We are now friends at 50. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really respect that. So, um, you know, I'm like, we were friends in fifth grade. I've never thought of you since, (laughs) you know, why it's important and why we're even saying, and this is is the, the nutrients as John Townsend calls it, that you get from these relationships is, you know, um, the acceptance, right. Connecting without judgment, which is awesome. We really need that. We really need to not be judged. We have to have a place where we can just be honest and then figure out what the root thing that is that's going on. If you can't be honest, you can't dive in and and figure out what exactly the Lord's trying to bring up. Um, Attunement, which is being able to follow someone's feelings so that they don't feel alone. You know, letting someone talk it through. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't always have my thoughts gathered. You know, sometimes I'm, I mean, Melanie knows this. I've come to her and said, I am upset. I don't know why I'm upset, but I need to talk this through. And you have very many times been there and we've been able to narrow it down. Like, oh, this is what it was because I don't usually get, you know, upset for no reason. Like there's a reason. And so you have many a times, thank you, Melanie, been that for me. You you have followed my emotions and been very honest with me. (laughs) Being able, but it, but it's important that we, you know, just from a counseling standpoint, you don't figure it all out in your head. What's great is like I have a thing. I go, this is weird. This is off. 
I got to talk through it with somebody I trust. And Melanie has, to my knowledge, never judged me. And I will stand by <laughs> I need to, right? And let me get it out. And then at the end, I know what to do with it. I'm like, okay, that's what I need to do. This is how I need to handle that. And to have something resolved and to have talked it through and somebody, you know, with wisdom that is like, yep, that sounds right. I think that's good. You know, or times Melanie's been like, do you think maybe it's this other thing? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I could be that. Um, <laughs> so I just, I think that's just, at least to me, been invaluable. Um, validation. Again, Melanie, you know what? You are really great, at least. Just so you well, know. Well, you know what? Maybe I don't have anything to work on. That's right. No, maybe I'll I'm just you. the best. Maybe everybody yeah. should just know. No, that's right. That's Go very kind. But I, and, uh, of fired. course, as yeah. we're doing this show, I'm just like, oh man, I need to be better. Got <laughs> everything. Oh man, I, I don't <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But validation, right? Your experience is important to me, even if I disagree with you. Your experience is important to me, even if I disagree with you. And I, Melanie, I'm sorry. There have been times you have not agreed with me on stuff, but you have been like, I get, I get where you came from. I think there's times probably I've been like, I don't know if that's, if I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Always been a place of, but I respect you. I hear you. I get how you I came care to that, that you conclusion. care right yeah right. and let's just see what happens and if you need me I'm here and we'll pray through it together you know and um and so I love that and then there's times when I'm like I don't think that's right and you come back and go see how I was right and so <laughs> and we which is what all good friends do that's right you know I told you so I love that <laughs> um but validation is not that I agree with you it's that what you're going through is important um identification like I struggle too uh, I cannot even begin to tell you how hurtful it is when someone is sharing a place of vulnerability and you act like you've never been there or can't mm, or yeah. yourself or afraid. And yeah. I'm not just talking about, and you don't have to get into your own stuff. It may not be the time or place, but even small things like I'm really sorry. And I know that that is heartbreaking or I know that feels very confusing. Just affirming it, let someone know that you That's may- good understand yes where they're coming from you know and that's not just lip service right and um I feel like when we're like gosh that sounds hard you know <laughs> and then moving like whatever but like when we're genuinely identifying what someone feels yeah that, I like I that sounds really scary that sounds you know really you know whatever it is like confusing or frustrating like actually identifying the feeling yeah really long way and you don't have to then tell your story well let me tell you what happened to me right Uh that uh you are showing that you get it and that you can can understand where they're coming from um and then there's containment uh you can vent to me and I'm not going to freak out and some people you know vent in different ways but you were when you were able to be free and talk about your frustrations to someone that is healthy and holding you accountable it doesn't stay there we're talking about a punching bag, right? I don't get to just go and be like, I'm angry and say all the reasons I'm angry. And then it sits there, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, okay, I got that out. And it's like, so now what, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, then what? So, so venting just to be a, a jerk is right. just being a jerk, <laughs> right? Or just to be angry yeah. is just being angry, but you're doing this with people who can keep it. They know that you're not crazy. They know you're not mean. They know you're not any, they know your heart. Sure. And they also hold you accountable to doing something about it, yeah. um, which is huge. And then the last one, comfort. 
right? You need somebody that's on your side that is just like, I'm sorry. And I care about you and I see you and, and what can I do? Or they know you well enough to know that you need a venti blonde brevet latte from Starbucks. <laughs> that is what speaks to your soul. You know, small things that people can do a note or whatever they know you and they know what, what helps you feel comforted and seen. Yes. Um, and I think the biggest culprit in deterring us from reaching out and finding these kinds of relationships is shame mm-hmm. um, that we'll expose ourselves, you know, that we're not perfect, which is kind of my favorite that we're always like, well, I'm not, you know, perfect as if that was an option. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. correct. You are not. <laughs> that is true. You know, but, but fear and shame really come into that and keep us from having these incredible relationships and it is it's scary to be vulnerable but once you kind of once you make that commitment to do it and to assess and see who are safe people who are people that will give to me who are people I can also give to at the same time um that is where the Lord is going to heal those places of shame heal those wounds um we expose ourselves to others and we experience love and acceptance instead of rejection um you know that is what actively combats shame. And I think just as a reminder, shame is not of the Lord. That's great. Uh, You know, and something you just said actually made me think too, you know, you said it's not like, you're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You're not gonna be perfect. All of these things. And maybe we should just clarify with everyone is you're not going to find anybody who's perfect at all of these things all the time. So if you're trying to like identify some of the, these types of people, do not expect that they will always be perfectly and fully accepting, attuned, validating, comforting. Like they may have a bad day or they just may have a season where there's some weakness and they don't have as much to pour out. This is an ebbs and flows consistency thing, but not a perfection thing. So just because you really, you know, goodness, there have been so many times throughout my life where I've had very close friends that for like maybe a little season, like they just kind of weren't available to me or like, and almost all the time it was because something was going on in their life. Mm -hmm. It always had, you know, and so just knowing that just because someone isn't perfect at all of these things doesn't mean that they're off your team. Yeah, (laughs) You're looking for consistency and you're looking for their ability to, you know, be these things and do these things, but not, uh, not to a place where you can't extend grace if, and when they aren't. Uh, so, because if you're going, if you're trying to find somebody who's going to be perfect at all these things all the time, sorry, your life team is going to be zero. Like you're never (laughs) going to find that. You're never going to find that. So I think that was a good point to remember about yourself, but also to remember that about other people too, and give people a little ounce of grace uh, when it comes to some of that. But it's funny that you were talking about marriage. Cause I was like, as this show has gone on, I've been like, are we are we doing a show on how to find your mate? Because so much of this has really, I don't know. It's just sounded so much like, like, like look for chemistry and, yeah, there was but, but honestly, like I was also kind of, as I was going down that trail of thought, like, yes, your spouse, <laughs> other than your decision to follow Jesus, the decision you make to marry, like that's the second most important decision you'll make your entire life. But this is really close under that. Like the people that you allow in your life. I mean, yes, you're not going to be making a covenant before the Lord with these friends that says like till death do us part. So in that way, you know, it's a little more flexible than marriage, (laughs) but like the people that you let into this inner circle is significant. It's so significant. So that's why we 
felt like even doing this show is because this is a really big deal that you have these relationships, but that you're very wise and discerning about who you allow to be be these people in your life. So I love it. I think as a takeaway today, we just tell, you know, go back to what you shared, Rachel, of just like, you know, if you don't have these kinds of relationships, start with your phone, start with your email contacts, your social media followers. I don't know, like start somewhere, but also like I can think of seasons of my life where I felt like I was really lacking in these types of relationships And I just prayed diligently and I prayed knowing that it was the Lord's will. I was like, Lord, I know that your desire for my life is that I have these relationships. I'm not praying outside of your will. I know that I'm praying in your will for this. So I'm expectant that you're going to provide and you're going to bring these people and he never fails to do it. Sometimes it's not as fast as I want, but he, I believe this is God's heart for all of us. And so Mm -hmm. he is with you in this and he's going to help you find these people, but it does also take some intentionality and just some straight vulnerability and just even putting yourself out there, if you will. Yes. Um, so I feel like that's a place to start. Maybe second takeaway is if you already feel like you have these relationships, maybe assess how you're doing in -hmm. providing these things to those people in your life. Um, so nobody gets pass on this when you all get a takeaway. (laughs) Yes, that's so good. No, and that's so good. And I'm so glad you kind of wrapped us up with the grace part too, Mal, because it can be easy to go in and think, well, there's nobody who will like never let me down or, you know, just again, no one's perfect. If that's what you're looking for, you are going to be on a dead end search for the rest of your life. And you're, and that goes for you as well. Like, you know, and evaluating these and how you're um, fostering these qualities in your own life to be available for other people. So again, the grace, I love that about the ebb and flow and the different seasons too. recognizing that some people just may be in a different season. Doesn't mean that they're kicked right off your team um, by any means, but again, just evaluating where they are in their lives, uh, and where you are in yours. And so grab, grab your phone, grab your email list and see who you can ask to coffee this weekend or something, dinner, lunch, whatever, <laughs> a zoom chat, however you would like zoom to chat. A zoom, you may be zoomed out, but um, thank you guys so much for, for hopping on this episode with us today. We hope it was encouraging and just gave you some things to really uh, think about in moving forward this year, in looking ahead to the future and growing and, and rising up in who God has called you to be and who you can be for somebody else. So we'll see you here next time on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.